Let us pray. Come, Lord Jesus, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. This morning, we come to the conclusion of the sermon series on Revelation in the series of Easter. Now, yes, Easter does have one more Sunday in it, but I'm not going to be here next Sunday. You all know that it has been a long two years. Public school teachers and hospital physicians and nurses have borne the brunt of this pandemic, but it has not been a walk in the park for clergy or church program staff either. Now, due to the uncertainty of the Omicron surge back in January, I decided again to delay taking sabbatical for another year. But I know that I need some rest. So I had planned this upcoming week to go to a monastery for some quiet time. But apparently a lot of people had the same idea because it was all booked up. <laughs> so instead, on Saturday, I will be taking the train up to Washington. And while I'm there, I will go to the cathedral for a day of retreat to visit the African American Museum, to visit friends and to worship next Sunday at the first church that I served. Alice somehow always knows when I'm preaching. <laughs> I'll be quick, I promise. Now, I mention all of this because some of you have told me that you hope that I am taking care of myself and getting some rest. And truly, I appreciate your care and concern. So all this is to say that I am looking forward to some rest. And today's sermon will wrap up the series on Revelation. It also explains the mask. I am feeling absolutely fine, but I very much want to go on this trip and am doing all I can to stay feeling fine. So as a very short summary, over these past couple of weeks, we've seen how Revelation is resistance literature, meaning that it was written by an oppressed people to an oppressed people to give them encouragement and resilience in the face of adversity. And the cause of their confidence and their comfort is the superhero of Revelation, the Lamb. The Lamb is a symbol for Jesus Christ who was slaughtered and through his death shows us that love is more effective than violence and more enduring than death. In today's passage from Revelation, we hear the connection of our hope to this lamb as he is described as a lamp. The lamb is a lamp. Now, before getting into this more fully, I would not blame you if you were disappointed in this sermon series because you were promised preaching on the book of Revelation. Where are the beasts, the dragons, and the lakes of fire, you might ask? Well, the way the lectionary works, which is the cycle of readings that we, along with most denominations, follow, is that we read a little bit from chapters 1, 5, 7, 19, 21, and 22 of Revelation, meaning we skipped right over the middle, which is where all that stuff you were expecting to hear about is found. Now, there's two reasons for this omission. For one, the lectionary's goal is not to cover the entire Bible because there are only 52 Sundays in a year and we only want to sit here for so long. You've seen how thick the Bible is. There's just no way to carve that up into 52 chunks that are small enough to cover it all on Sundays. The lectionary assumes that Christians are reading the Bible outside of Sunday worship. And so the Sunday readings are not the tool to cover the whole thing. 
And because choices have to be made, the lectionary often steers clear of passages that we might think are too difficult for the context of Sunday worship. The other reason, though, for skipping over these sections that have warfare and beasts in it is that in the end, those passages don't matter so much. They are but footnotes to the victory of God. If we come away thinking that Revelation is a book all about violence and satanic imagery and codes to decipher, then we've gotten lost in the weeds. And so it is a help that the lectionary keeps our focus on what matters most, the victory of the Lamb of God. Now, absolutely, I would recommend in the next week or two that you sit down and read the entirety of Revelation, but do so with this vision of chapter 22 in mind. What this final chapter says to us is that God will redeem all that has been lost, heal all that has been broken, and reconcile all that have become estranged. Revelation shows us that the tree of life is present. It is nourished from the abundant waters of life and produces fruit for healing all year long. Meaning that peace is never out of season. Love is never caught up in supply chain issues. Mercy is never in shortage. This vision is what Revelation shows the faithful that God has in store for us all and what has already been purchased through the Lamb of God. Though weeping may spend the night, joy comes in the morning. So when we are facing beasts and plagues, we can have hope in knowing that the story is not over until the light of God's grace shines on us all. In today's reading, we heard there will be no more night. They will not need light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And the source of this light is the Lamb. Here, Revelation is drawing heavily on Isaiah 60, which in part says, Arise, shine, for your light is come. For behold, darkness covers the land, but over you the Lord will rise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night, you will not need the brightness of the moon. The Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Now, as I've said previously in this series, Revelation is not a book that predicts the future. If we want to understand the meaning of Revelation, we do not turn to the news of the New York Times, but rather to the promises of God in the Old Testament. Revelation is not about helping us to interpret the present. It helps us to understand eternity. And this is where the Lamb as our lamp matters so much. It is from Him that the light of truth emanates. A favorite C.S. Lewis quote of many people is, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. This is what Jesus does. He is the prism through which we view all things so that we can see that love is the grain of the universe, that grace is abundant, that all shall be well. Just imagine what our lives, our church, our community would look like if Jesus was the light that we followed. Revelation says that nations and peoples will be guided by this light of Christ. As the church, as sheep in the flock of our good shepherd, 
we are mirrors of this light. At our best, we reflect the light of Christ. And this is what we mean when we say, come and see. Today on Youth Sunday at St. Luke's, this light is what we see shining in the ministry of our youth that we celebrate today. We are so proud of the children and youth of this parish. And we thank God for the ways in which the future shines brightly because of the movement of the Holy Spirit in their lives and in their faith. And so the book of Revelation ends. But it does not have what we might call a conclusion. Rather, it gives us a paradigm shift so that we can see things more deeply and truly and beautifully. Next Sunday, we will hear the final words of Jesus in Revelation. He will say, surely I am coming soon. And the response of faith is recorded as, Amen, come Lord Jesus. These are the words of our faith. Come Lord Jesus. Come and bring heaven to earth. Come and bring the radiance of your kingdom. Come and guide us by the light of your truth. Come and give us your peace which passes all understanding. Come and help us to become your beloved community. Come and help us to see the difference that Christ makes.